Hi friends, and welcome to the She Lives Purposefully podcast, a place for you to be encouraged and equipped in your walk with Christ. I'm your host, Megan. Hello friend and welcome or welcome back to the She Lives Purposefully podcast. I am so thankful that you're here and I am so excited for you to hear this conversation that what I had with my new friend, Laura Lindell. Today we are talking about why understanding God's character is vital for true confidence, how to have true confidence in the Lord. And we're talking a lot about that in the perspective of our bodies, taking care of our bodies, body image, all of those things. And I just think it's such an important conversation because we are so inundated. We're so flooded with these types of images and videos on how to better ourselves all over Instagram, social media, TikTok, whatever it may be. And so this conversation about where to find our true confidence is so key. Now, whether or not you are somebody who struggles with, you know, maybe your body image or taking care of your body and just wanting to strive to do that more and more, this conversation is for you because again, although we're specifically talking about that, um, you know, discussion and topic, this will apply to true confidence across the board in Christ. We'll talk about wrong sources of confidence, how understanding God's character helps with true confidence, what aspects of his character, how to, you know, break that down and all of the good things. So I'm really excited for today's conversation. It's going to be so powerful. Before we continue, I want to tell you about a sponsor for today's episode. And this sponsor is for you. If you have been looking on making the switch to toxin-free organic and clean beauty that sells skincare and makeup. This company is actually one that I use personally. I love them so much and that is Crunchy. A reason I'm really passionate about Crunchy is because due to a lack of regulation, the United States Food and Drug Administration permits cosmetic companies to use toxic chemicals known to be harmful in their products. As a result, chemicals linked to cancer, endocrine disruption, reproductive toxicity, developmental toxicity, immunotoxicity, organ toxicity, neurotoxicity, and many other health concerns are actually hidden in the cosmetics that women are using on their bodies every single day. When I first learned about this, I was absolutely stunned in the worst way and wanted to see what I could do to change the products that I use to better take care of my own body. And Crunchy is one of my favorites. At Crunchy, every product is toxin-free. You can even find a list of their banished ingredients on their site. And two, it is a company that is focused on ingredients and centered on performance because if you've tried other clean beauty, sometimes you know that they just do not match the performance of other more, you know, toxic chemical brands, but Crunchy absolutely does. My favorite products right now that I really recommend is their blush, their eye cream, um, and their concealer along with a lot of their skincare products. And you can get $10 off of your first order at Crunchy using the link crunchy.com backslash Megan Edmonds. That's crunchy.com backslash Megan Edmonds for $10 off your first order. Make a safe toxin-free switch to clean beauty today. You owe it to yourself. And now, friends, without further ado, here's my conversation with Laura. Laura, thank you so much for coming on the She Lives Purposely podcast. It is such a joy to have you. Before we dive into this topic, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself in your own words, who you are, what you do, how you got started, and all the good stuff? 
Yeah, well, hi, Megan. I'm Laura. <laughs> hi, Megan's audience. Um, I always think it's so cool being able to introduce yourself like over a microphone to people that you've never known. Um, but I do know that the one thing that probably unifies all of us is like our story, our grace story. So I'll kind of tie that into um, the business and how I run that and um, what True Strength Collective is. But um, I am a believer. I'm a daughter of Christ. And um, when I think about my story and where I've come, what I do, um, who I serve, how I help them, um, I was very like performance driven as a child and I loved, um, performing for people, trying to do all of the things, have all of the ducks in a row and be the like perfect child, quote unquote. Um, and I like to say I've kind of shifted from a performer now to a proclaimer and, um, I mainly proclaim, you know, Christ's over body image in a lot of women that have struggled with fitness and fitness has become an idol in their life or body image and how it's become an idol in their life or something that's taking up more of their emotions or um, more of their mental space than they would like. And so um, I'm a business owner. I run True Strength Collective, which is an online uh, health and fitness training platform uh, that I help women to really learn how to approach their body from a place where the Lord sees it and to approach fitness in a place that honors him, um, that allows them to have Christ-centered confidence and just kind of think a little less about their body and a little less about their insecurities and a lot more about God and a lot more about how they can serve him with their bodies. So um, I had a personal journey with that. I struggled a lot with um, body image. I struggled a lot with body insecurity. Fitness had become so much of a piece of my life. I went to the school for exercise science thinking, okay, if I, you know, know enough, learn enough, then I'll fix my problems and I'll get this like perfect body. And finally, all these insecurities will go away. Well, they didn't. <laughs> it actually got worse, um, which is funny how the enemy works in that way. He's like, take a bite of this apple and it'll fix all of your problems. And you take a bite of the apple and it doesn't. Um, it actually landed me, I was doing a really heavy deadlift and it, it just about like broke my back. It like set me back a long time. Um, but at the time, fitness and body image, I was overtraining completely under eating and it had become more to me than God had ever wanted it to be. And I was believing a lot of lies about my body and about how it should be cared for and seen. Um, and at that point, you know, God always brings us like we think it's like our highest points that God sees us, but it was at my lowest point that really God saw me um, and just started through the Holy Spirit asking some questions and finding out where has my confidence been? Where have I actually been like trying to find contentment, trying to find satisfaction um, and how I had just been performing <laughs> my life, my body, my actions, my career was just a performance for other people or performance for myself. Um, and so um, that's kind of when I started to shift kind of my own personal thinking. And I gave a lot of things that I had been holding back to the Lord. Um, and then 2020 came around and I really just started to realize that I couldn't serve two masters where I was working. And 2020 being a perfect time to like shift online it was kind of when I was like, well, this is really the best time to shift towards um, becoming a proclaimer instead of a performer. And so that's when I started True Strength Collective and created a process that would be replicable for other women um, that I could help them. So 
that's who I am. Kind of a little bit of my background, what the business is. I, I love what I do. I specialize in strength training and helping women with that from a place that honors the Lord. So that's a bit. Yeah, yeah. I love that. And I think it's so important in our society. And I feel like just as social media begins to grow too, and you're just flooded with or inundated with kind of all of these different images about what a good body looks like and how to strive Mm. harder and how it's such, you know, such a goal, I think for so many people and not that having, you know, being fit or healthy in that way or exercising more and all of those things are not, you know, bad goals, but like you said, to be able to have that almost be a higher idol um, or an idol period in, in life. And I think it can be so easy then to get into comparison and feeling like you can't measure up. And then all of a sudden when we have so much of our confidence rooted in that, it can all start to crumble. So I, yeah, I think this is going to be such a good conversation talking about true confidence. So do you feel like, I guess then jumping off of that, that culture, society as a whole, or I guess even Christian women specifically, that we struggle with confidence. And I guess I I mean in that too, true confidence specifically. Yes, a thousand times yes. Um, and I, I, I grew up in the church. I don't know about you, but mm-hmm. I was raised um, in a Christian home. And so um, I think that we all have had voices spoken over us. Um, Maybe it was the church, maybe it was culture, maybe it was social media, like you had mentioned, but I think a lot of us hear voices and without knowing it, we start to adopt what I would call a body doctrine. Mm. Um, And so I'm going to speak to, just for the context of today's conversation, I'm really going to speak to like body confidence um, specifically, because that's my wheelhouse. Um, I think that body confidence can affect a lot of other areas of our confidence, whether it comes to our, you know, emotional confidence or psychological confidence. There's a lot of our social confidence. There's a lot of different avenues. So I'll just speak to specifically body image confidence. But when I think about the different voices, there's kind of three main categories that people have been really influenced by, whether it is uh, maybe the church uh, in the church at least from my perspective, has not really given women a very clear doctrine on how they should view their body in light of how God views their body. And so it's been something that people are then left without specific noted truths on how we should view our body. So they're either exposed to what people have said over them as truth and have adopted that as truth or what culture has said as truth. So you have people who have come from a history now. I always laugh. I have my my husband's grandma um, is 97 pounds. And she constantly says over and over again, like, I'm going to get fat. I'm going to get fat. Does this make my butt look big? And I just like, it just breaks my heart every time I hear it. But it's just a reminder to me how much culture has and always will shift on what they say is a good body. Um, yeah. There's like a body positivity movement out there that says you know, your body is perfect the way it is. You should celebrate it. Um, in a lot of ways, I, I like the body positivity movement. Um, if you've never heard of it, basically the body positivity movement says that all bodies should be celebrated. Um, your body is good. Your body is, um, amazing just the way it is. You should be proud of it. You should flaunt it. Um, and then there's more of the like body neutrality movement. Um, and the body neutrality movement just says like, you're more than a body. 
like let's celebrate who you are as a person um, and just talk a little bit less about what you look like. Um, I, I think that there's good and bads to both. I propose that there has to be a way for us as believers to approach confidence in our body from a way that honors the Lord and at the same time honors our body and allows us to live in a body comfortably, whatever it looks like, to be able to look in the mirror, to love what we see, even if we don't always like it. Um, and that's kind of where I land uh, in my coaching. So yes, I think there is a thousand percent. I think not enough people talk about it in the church. If someone does talk about it, they're like, well, just find your confidence in the Lord. And it's like, well, great. How do I do that? Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of what led me to the conversation today. I think provide a lot of clarity for women in that. Yeah, no, I think that's such a good, a good jumping off part into the rest of our conversation. Because I do think, you know, we hear so often like, okay, we'll find your confidence in the Lord and your confidence is in the Lord. And that's great. And those things are true. But like, what does that look like practically? Whether that's confidence as a whole or specifically with our bodies, how we feel, all of that. So I would love for you, yeah, to jump into that. I guess specifically around bodies, like what about the Lord can bring us confidence in our bodies or, you know, in understanding God's character, like how does that connect with body confidence? So it's really good. I think, um, I think the first step is identifying who says what over our body mm. and who gets to say what over our body. Um, when we identify the Lord as the creator of our body, which right? Like Genesis 127 tells us that like we were made in the image of God, right? And we can know from that of like, okay, so if we look at our body at its origin, it was made by God in his image. And when we start to study the character of God, we start to look at who God is. One of the things that's one of the most often characteristics, oftenly proclaimed characteristics of God is that he is holy, holy, holy. Mm. Um, and I just ask, like, what does that holiness mean to you? So when it when you hear, let me just ask you this, and, and your listeners can also kind of fill in that question. But when you think about God's holiness, what does that actually mean about God? His holiness means that he's just like so high above us, that he is pure, that he is good, mm -hmm. that he is um, untouchable in the sense of like, of that like highness versus untouchable in the sense that we can't have a relationship with him or anything like that. But mm -hmm. yeah, like set apart and separate. Yeah. And because he is so set apart, it's impossible for him to sin. Right. Um, and so because he's so set apart, because he is so good, sin is so separate from him. He cannot lie. Right. Like there, there are certain things that God, while he potentially could do anything, there are certain things that he cannot do just because they are against his nature and lying is one of them. <laughs> if, if God was a liar, he would not be holy. Right. And so, um, in and through that, in the creation account, which is just, I wish I could see, I just, I don't know. There are certain things, I don't know if you get this way, but are there certain things I wish I could go back and watch? Um, one of them is the creation account where God made Adam in his image. And I'm just, I just kind of get this like image of God, the father and the son and, and Jesus. there, like, like just looking at Adam as he's made in God's image and just the word that he used to describe him as opposed to the rest of creation was very good. Mm. Um, 
And it's really neat because that same Hebrew word, very, is the same word in Joshua 1, 9, where it says, have I not commanded you be very strong and courageous? Um, and in that same way, he says that our body is very good. Yeah. And so when God speaks something, it can't be a lie and it can never change, right? Like we know from other places in the Bible, God, it's impossible for him to change. He doesn't change who he is, is who he will always be. And so because of that, when he said that your body is good from the moment of creation, it is still good. Um, and so in that sense, when we do struggle with confidence, we are in some aspect believing a lie or agreeing with something that was said about our body that God did not say to be true. Mm. And when we can remember and trust in who his character is, that because he is holy, he is good, that makes him the most trustworthy being out there. And when we have those voices, whether those voices are coming from maybe within us or without us, maybe it was someone back in high school or maybe a sibling that said like, you're too, pick you're too heavy for me to pick up or you know, you're you know, too big to fit into those clothes, whatever someone said over you, that voice can never, ever replace what God has already said to be true. Mm. Um, and yeah. so that's that's kind of the connection between God's character and what it actually means to trust his character over the voices that we agree with on a daily basis. We kind of make these agreements with people when they say things about our body, um, but yet it's so easy for us to disagree with what God says about our body. Yeah. Um, and that's where I think a lot of women are at, whether they realize it or not, when it comes to their body confidence, where they found themselves in a place where they are disagreeing with what God says about their body, but agreeing with what some woman or man or church or someone else said about their body. Yeah, yeah. I love that too, because I think it really, like it, you said, it connects to God who is not a liar and the one who actually created us. And I think it comes down to like holding his opinion higher than anything else that we see, whether it's our own insecurities or most likely even those insecurities are driven from something that we've heard or seen or whatever it is. So holding that higher, which I think really roots into a big part of it is like finding our identity in Christ versus anything else, like, or, or even finding our truth and the source of our being, like all of that mm -hmm. in God versus other goals or aspirations or things, which again are not bad things, but, or, you know, comparisons or whatever. But finding all of that sourced in Christ, and I think a big aspect of that is discovering or, you know, sitting with the fact that truth comes from him too. And what he says then about everything, including my body, is what, what matters the most. So I love, I love that point. Like I think you said identifying like who says what or who's allowed to say what about our body. That's so good. If somebody is able to get to a place, and this is a step in and of itself, I've had conversations with a lot of believers where they're like, you know, I didn't realize that I even struggled with body confidence until you said something. I thought it was just normal. Um, I thought it was just normal that we have to, you know, yeah. prepare our bodies for summer or we have to, you know, fit into all of these like culture, cultural norms. Um, so I think the first step, if somebody is like, okay, like I can see this, they need to be able to identify that like, mm okay, like my confidence has been in something and I have been agreeing to something that I have not wanted to agree to. Um, and just identifying the agreements that we've made about our body and who 
or what we've been saying that we are. Yeah. Um, I think that one of the most important steps for people to do, and this is hard work, this is something that if you guys are listening to this, you can't just pick this up from a podcast. This is something that um, it's a worthy work to do outside on your own time, but is to identify what are the specific voices that have been spoken over you that you are agreeing with. Mm. Like what point did somebody say you should hide your body? Yeah. Um, at what point did somebody say your thighs are too big, your arms are too big, you know, like yeah. what voice are you listening to and what voice are you believing to be true? And it's not a bad thing. There's a lot of grace for this. I think a lot of us listen to these voices because they come from people that we love or we admire and we look up to. Um, and because of that, we're like, oh man, like if they said it, it must be true. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of the first step is to really identify where did those voices come from? Um, and then to ask yourself, just approach it with a lot of grace. Is this a voice that I want to agree with? Um, is this voice in line with what God says about my body? Yeah. Um, and if if you know, I always think of it this way, if you were if you were in a court and that person was your accuser and God was your defender would he be defending you in that moment if they said that over you? Hmm. And if you have that moment and you're like, well, yeah, like God wouldn't let them say that out about me. Then why do we let other people say that about us? Hmm. Um, so to identify the voices that you've been agreeing with. And then you touched on this in the beginning, which I think is so good, but I almost like hesitate to say this because it's now just such a hot topic. I don't want people to hear it and just think, oh yeah, well, I know I should probably do that. But to be mindful of what your eyes see when you are scrolling social media, when you are looking through a magazine, watching commercials, watching a movie, to be really mindful about what your eyes see and what your mind says about what you see. Um, I don't know about you, but we can very easily like, I'll find myself, I've, I've had to unfollow a lot of accounts that I would see. And I was trying to gain, like I was trying to get good information from them, but my tight flesh <laughs> would see it and be like, yeah, I wish that my body looked like that. Or if I just did X, Y, or Z, I could look that way. And then I'd be happy, you know, yeah. then I'd be satisfied and I'd be content. Um, so to really examine what your eyes are being exposed to and how your mind is then taking those things and, and twisting them and kind of hooking another identity into your body without you even noticing it. Hmm. Um, so to do a little bit of an audit to your social media, to perhaps the movies you watched. For me, I always laugh about this before I even knew this was a thing. For me, High School Musical was such a trigger. It sounds so funny, but I would see like, I would see the girls on there and be like, I don't look like that, mm. you know? And I would just think, you know, if I could just do X, Y, or Z, I could look like that. And then I'd be happy or whatever it is. So <laughs> identify, maybe it's not High School Musical, um, but identify what that trigger is for you. Um, and again, surrender that to the Lord. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think too, just jumping off of that, I just went through a purge like two days ago, people that I follow. So I and I need to do more. It's so, it's hard. And I think sometimes we try to tell ourselves that it's not affecting us in the way that it actually mm. is. Mm. But it's so important, I think, to just recognize where we're at, where our heart's at, and and make those changes. And like you said, like surrender that to the Lord, because if it's not aligning with what he says, 
then it is going to going to be harmful. And one thing you touched on earlier, which I think ties into uh, ties into this too, is that so much of what we see as goals to attain or you know whatever to compare ourselves to is so ever changing. And I was even finding this the other day with um, I follow a lot of different accounts that are doing like house renovations or whatever it is. And then they're like, all right, now is the 2023 styles. And I'm just thinking like, what if you renovated your whole house for 2022? Now it's 2023. Or, you know, like before it's a certain type of body and now it's a different type of body five years later. Mm. And like five years ago, whatever body you had to attain is, you know, so not in right now and you have to switch it up. And just these things are so unattainable. And I think what is so cool about what the Lord says about us is that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And his definition of us, his view of us, how he created us, like the way that he loves us is forever. And it's not something that changes every two, three, four, five years and how we're supposed to be, you know, towards him. So I think it's so cool because he is just such a constant, whether it is in how we see our bodies, ourselves, whatever, whatever it is, and just who he is and the way that we can depend on him, I think is such a beautiful, Mm. constant thing that he's never going to be changing those definitions for us. So yeah, I just, I was thinking that too, of just how much it changes. I remember like in high school, it was a thigh gap and now everybody's like, maybe mm-hmm. I, I don't even know what it is now, but like, then it's like changing it to like, you know, be really extra thick. And now it's, it's just like going back and forth. And mm-hmm. you know, another thing, sometimes I just get hyped up, but like so many people, some of these things are just unattainable for certain types of bodies. Like mm-hmm. we're all made differently and we're mm-hmm. not called to, made to, you know, push our bodies in opposite directions within like a one year you know what I mean like span Mm -hmm. anyway that's a whole kind of separate brand I just got into but yeah I I love that and I love the auditing aspect too that you talked about and I think it's important for us to really recognize like I said where we're at and what we really need to purge out in order to align our mentalities and our hearts with what the Lord is is actually saying um whether it's about our bodies or you know whatever whatever it is too yeah i think that that rant was probably worth traveling down (laughs) because i think it's so true just to i think you have to take a moment when you can get outside of our own head which is why i think it's so important to have these conversations and that women hear these conversations because if you keep it in your head it feels like truth but when you get it out you're like no, that's absolutely silly. Like, why is it one minute we have to be thick and the next minute we have to be thin? Or, you know, you can have thick thighs, but don't have your arms be too thick because then you'll look like a man. And like, there's just so many wavering opinions out there that you can feel completely just like tossed back and forth, you know? I love the analogy that you gave of your home because all of the energy and money that you put into decorating to one way, like decorating your body, in one direction and then all of the energy and it's just it, it it is no wonder to me why the number one thing that satan wants to go after is our confidence because yeah. when he steals that imagine how much time women and energy women have put into just finding confidence in their body and just trying to gain that confidence somehow and how much of that effort and energy and worship could be given back to the Lord. Like it's just a major glory pit that like, I think Satan just loves because I think that a lot of women without knowing it, like they're, they're trying to do their best. They feel like they're pursuing a good thing. Like I thought I was doing a very good thing, taking care of my body. I thought I was stewarding my body well. And 
I thought I was doing a lot of really good things. Um, but unfortunately, you know, Satan has a really, really good way about taking good things and making them God things. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, I talk about body positivity. That's kind of why I would never fully land in that camp. Um, because I think that it can take a good thing and it can make it a God thing and say your body is the, uh, it is the thing to be worshipped. When in reality, your body points to who should be worshipped. You know, yeah. we are... Um, we are kingdom dwellers right now and our body is in that kingdom and is part of the kingdom. We belong to the kingdom when, you know, we accept the Lord. And even though we live in America, we have the pressures of society, the pressures of thought, the pressures of education and fashion, all of these other pressures coming around our body. We are dwelling, we are living in belonging to a different kingdom. Yeah. And I think it's really important for women to remind themselves of that, that the kingdom of God is at hand. It is among us. You can't see it, but it's here. You belong to part of it. And when you are tempted, all these are just temptations. When you're tempted with these thoughts to leave them to be true, you have the ability to remind yourself that I'm not of this world. Like this is not my home. This is not my kingdom. I'm a citizen of another place. And as a citizen of another place, I belong to a good king. And that good king has a rule. <laughs> he has a kingdom um, that is good and that is pure and that is loving. Yeah. Um, and that because we are made in his image, he sees us and he loves us because we are part of him. Like God can't hate something about himself. Like it just sounds so crazy. Why would he do that? Um, and so in that sense, just reminding ourselves that, you know, we belong to a different kingdom and the pressures that we face are not pressures from the Lord. Yeah. Um, they're from, from the enemy or from without. Yeah, no, I, I love what you're saying. And I love just that emphasis too on, and you mentioned it really early on in our conversation. So I love that it's all kind of coming back to that, how it is like, you know, it can be a good thing, obviously, to take care of your body and like to honor it and, you know, work on it maybe and all of those things. But to it can so quickly become, like you said, a good thing to a God thing. And we can have so much focus on these goals that we have or things that we're comparing ourselves to that we miss out entirely maybe on what God actually wants for us because I think we can focus so much on ourselves versus what the Lord wants to do in us for others, for his kingdom versus for mm -hmm. ourselves. And I think so much of that is because we then are no longer finding that confidence in him and just confidence in him, period, because, you know, we, we can do nothing without him. So everything is rooted in him and everything mm -hmm. then is for him. And I think, yeah, we're so quick to take something that is good and turn it into an idol, which is why it's so important to have all of the definitions of our body, who we are, all of that rooted in him. So I just, I, I love that. And I think it's such a good thing to keep in mind of like, all right, is the way that I am thinking about my body, thinking about myself, you know, thinking about the things that I'm seeing on Instagram, is that glorifying to the Lord? Like, or, you know, is it, is it aligning with his definition or is it not mm. at all? So mm. yeah, I absolutely love that you tied it back into, you know, how it's supposed to glorify the Lord and it's not supposed to be a God in and of itself at all. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I think, I think there are likely some women too, who have probably tried this before 
Um, I'm guessing if somebody's been listening, you know, listening into your podcast or listening in for a while, they probably have tried some of these things before. Maybe they've tried a social media audit, or maybe they've already been aware of this, which is awesome. They're already doing great things. Um, I think sometimes we have to kind of stop and ask ourselves, you know, do the audit, go through and identify our, what voices you're accepting and what voices you're rejecting when it comes to your body confidence. Um, but also I think there has to be a certain aspect where a lot of women, if you're anything like me, have a lack of trust to know, am I being lazy? You know, when they start to surrender things to the Lord, it can feel like, well, I'm not doing as much as I used to. You know, I'm not working out as much. I'm not um, dieting as much. I'm not doing as much as I used to. Am I being lazy? And um, they start to kind of put it back on themselves without knowing it. But I think at the same time, somewhere along the line, we've lost this trust for the Holy Spirit to convict us if we are being lazy. Mm. We've kind of come to a place where we've we've lost the trust for him to convict, but we've lost the the ability, I think, for grace to change us. And I think that those are two things that women have to come back to when they have tried this is to A, trust the Holy Spirit that if you are being lazy or if you are doing something that is against God's will for your life, the Holy Spirit will convict you. That's his job. He's our comforter. He is the the spirit within us. Um, To A, trust the Holy Spirit, but then B, to really dig into grace and really dig into allowing grace to be a better motivator for changing you to become more healthy, to steward your body better than shame or guilt about what your body does or does not look like ever could be. So when we sit back, I love Psalm 139. Um, You know, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And it's just such a beautiful, just song that I believe David was kind of singing in worship to the Lord. And I think a lot of people hear that verse and they think about how good we are. And like, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Um, But really, when I imagine David singing it, I think it's much more reflection of, how you fearfully and how you wonderfully made me. Like um, Isaiah talks about what is man that you are mindful of him. You know, you've made him a little lower than the angels. Like Mm. I think in those verses, the emphasis is not on us, but I think the emphasis is on on God and how great he is. Um, And if we could just continue to shift our focus away from worry and away from, is my body good enough? Am I doing enough? Am I, you know, am I portraying myself as a quote unquote good testimony? Am I doing enough of those things? And if we could get a little bit further away from that worry and shift our perspective to a little bit more worship about how great God is, we can stay in a place where anxiety has a lot less grasp on our heart and our emotions because we are just so overwhelmed by the fact that a good, holy God would choose us and call us good, um, and that we are part of his kingdom, that we have an inheritance in him. And when we stay in that place of worship, I think issues like confidence, a lot of them take care of themselves, um, just because we are a lot less focused on ourselves. We're a lot more focused on how good God is. And so um, if I was to kind of like take a step back and kind of summarize that, it would be that shift and just encouraging women who have tried this before and maybe have been in church or maybe like are a church leader or 
you know, somebody who leads a small group or college ministry that, you know, if you can just shift a little less away from worry and a little bit more towards worship in your daily habits, that a lot of the issues that confidence you have will take care of themselves. Mm. Um, Not to say you shouldn't do the work, you shouldn't do the things, do the audit. All those things are helpful to kind of dig into those old thoughts and patterns and uproot them. But at the end of the day, making that shift from worry to worship. Yeah, I love that. And I feel like that is just the most perfect cap and end to to this conversation that's so good I know I needed to hear that especially that last little bit I think you're so right that once we start to change our perspective and switch like you said from worry to worship and even you know switching from a shame-based system to a grace-based system I think that's so powerful and so necessary because I think so often shame can actually have the opposite effect it can keep us doing the things that we you know want to get out of or are confused Mm -hmm. about and want to you know we we can get so stuck where we are with shame but grace Mm -hmm. allows that freedom and to be able to actually pivot to what Christ has for us um Mm -hmm. so I love that so much thank you just so much for your wisdom in this area Yeah, and that last encouragement was just so, so good. Thank you. But before we wrap up, can you just please tell everybody where they can find you, all the links, all the places, yeah, all the good stuff. Yeah, so I hang out on the gram. You can find me on Instagram. I am, um, I'm a little bit of like a digital minimalist, so I, I prefer to not be on Instagram through the weekends, but you can find me on Instagram Monday through Friday, posting on there. Um, and then if somebody is interested in having more of a conversation, if this maybe something resonated with them about body image or about fitness um, and my story in any way, they can check out uh, truestrengthcollective.com um, and they can book a free call with me and I can get them situated into either some type of package or program that might help them or offer one of my free um freebies that might help them get started on their journey and kind of discovering some things for themselves. So, um, and then I also have a podcast, Her True Strength as well. So if somebody is interested in learning a little bit more from like a fitness perspective of things, how they can um, improve their health from a place that honors the Lord, they can hop on over to that as well. Yeah. I cannot wait to binge all those episodes. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, this was awesome. Thank you for the awesome questions and great conversation and been awesome.